Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning. I'm not sick and tired, but I think I'm feeling quite fearful and full of trauma. How about you, Peggy? Hey, though, you definitely are not alone. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's quite, a, quite a hectic time out there. It is indeed. And uh, today we are going to discuss this, this most important uh, topic with none other than Nikki Slow. She's been on our show before. She's a transformational coach and dietitian. And she assists clients transform whatever's holding them back from being all they can be. Nikki works on a deep level to clear subconscious patternings, beliefs, and behavioral patterns that sabotage people from accessing their true potential. She has studied human behavior and conscious healing extensively, and she selects the most effective and efficient modalities to work with the issues at hand. She'll use transformational kinesiology, family and systematic consolations, NLP, EFT, which is not uh, transferring money, but emotional freedom technique, matrix re-imprinting, the Demartini method, new insights, life coaching, access conscious bars, and a whole lot more. And we would love you to join our conversation. It is a very, very important one because I believe that everybody is living under a sound of Okay, so to join our conversation, 34519 is our SMS line, 061895. One 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 nine. Nine. Is our telegram number. Okay, very happy. <laughs> and without further ado, good morning, Nikki. Good morning. So lovely to be with you, Adel and Faggy. Great morning to you. share. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for giving of your valuable time. So the world's gone upside down. There's a tremendous amount of fear amongst people, fear of the unknown. Um, it's bringing up a lot of, I think, like inbred trauma in people. And we want to unpack it today um, and to understand what we can do to navigate through this difficult time. It's not a time that seems to be to do, that's going to it's going to go away very quickly. So let's let's start with with the definition of what 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 is trauma. So trauma is basically a life situation that we find ourselves in where we feel totally overwhelmed, like we don't feel like we have the resources to cope with the situation. And in that, we often feel very alone. So when we look at traumatic memories, we find that these are the common uh, the common issues that, that are in that traumatic situation. Then what happens is from those traumatic life events, we store a holographic image in our subconscious with all the feelings associated with it. And then later on in life, when those same feelings come up, it triggers the initial traumatic memory in our subconscious and our body will play out the response. So it might be easier if I give you a a simple example. The other thing to also bear in mind is that you get trauma like with a big T, like maybe a car accident in wars, and you get trauma with a small T. But what defines that? Let's have a look. Say, for example, you've got a little two-year-old child in the supermarket with their mom, and the mom just goes around to the next aisle, and now this little two-year-old can't see mom, and there are these huge shelves and big trolleys, and 
So like an adult might say, oh, the child was just in the next aisle. I was right there. Where's to the child? Like, where's mom? I'm abandoned. I don't know anything. And in those moments where we feel so overwhelmed and we feel like we have no resource to manage the space, we actually form beliefs about how life works. And that's what forms our limiting beliefs. And that is the, the content of our fears. And then what happens is that becomes stored in the subconscious. If you can imagine like a CD, it's almost as if you get a scratch. And every time you go past that scratch, you get the same reaction. So another example would be, for example, you have a CEO in a boardroom. And he's like this together man. He's got it all together. He's conducting the board, the board meeting. Someone says something that triggers an emotional trauma in him from when, for example, maybe he was five and something happened. And all of a sudden, this very together person starts throwing their toys out the cot as if they were a five-year-old. And the people look at him and think like, this doesn't make sense. Like, here's this together person who, you know, is makes so much sense of business strategy and now he's behaving like a five-year-old. And the reality he is, he's got a traumatic memory stuck as a five-year-old that he's reverting back to. So for me, if we're going to look at trauma and stress and anxiety, we want to bring some conscious understanding to what the trauma or the first cut or the wounding is in the subconscious. And that helps us to open the space of going to heal that first cut, that first wound, And then we don't need the layers of trauma to trigger later on in life. So that's the the essence of of understanding trauma. I think today we are getting a much, much bigger, uh, bigger understanding of trauma because, as you correctly said, you know, in the olden days, trauma was that uh, you were in the killing fields in Vietnam or you were in a major car accident or a terrorist attack, which we're not undermining the trauma of like what people have gone through even today, right? But that we're all wired with, with, with small traumas or, or hurts or, you know, somebody, you were bullied at school or, you know, your mom yelled at you, you know, constantly like small traumas that just like add up and then they, they, they tick you off which is like important for every person to realize. Absolutely. And it's it's the continued reinforcement of these negative experiences that almost take a situation which if it was managed or understood and released, it takes it almost out of proportion. And not to discount the fact that when we look at these big traumas and war traumas, we need to understand the subconscious Our subconscious is holding the subconscious of our soul system. So that is what our soul agreed to come and have as its life purpose in this human experience. And then we will choose a family system that reflects to us what our soul's purpose was for this lifetime. And when you look at some, like if we look at the the Jewish nation, there's so much history around war trauma and we we want to be able to go into the family system at times to go and say, where is that trauma in the family system? How can we bring love and healing to that so it doesn't need to be perpetuated? One needs to understand that symptoms, whatever symptoms there are in, in life, and often they're painful symptoms, if we can shift our perspective and say, instead of condemning the pain and saying, this is awful, let's go and say, I wonder what message this pain is giving me. I wonder what it's pointing to. 
let's be inquisitive. Let's say it's a signboard to something and then go and understand what it, what message it's giving you. In, in a, in a family system, if there was exclusion in wars, we can use a modality like family constellations to go into that system, find out where the trauma was, bring healing to that, and then the future generations don't need to carry it. So that's what we need to do is understand the trauma. We're speaking to Nikki Slow, and uh, we're talking about how to um, a identify trauma, and our conversation is going to continue on what we can do uh, to heal it. If you'd like to join us, three four five one nine is the SMS line. Oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine is our Telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. We're talking to Nikki Slow. We're talking trauma. Nikki, I'd like to ask, how do we recognize trauma patterns in ourselves and in our behavior? That's a very good question, Fagy. Understanding that the subconscious basically reveals itself in our body processes. So there's that brilliant book, The Body Keeps the Score. Now, you will often find that when you're in an anxious situation, you get shaky, you get nervous. It's the body trying to release that that traumatized energy. So when is a trauma, we get either like a freeze, flight, or fight response. And in society today, for example, if we're in a stressful situation and our bodies hit a fight and flight, a fight response, often it's not appropriate to fight in that situation. So we like hold back, we suppress it, and all that undealt with energy gets stored in our physiology. Now, if we take nature as an example, if we look at a buck that's been chased by a lion, the buck will run. And if it's one that luckily doesn't get eaten by the line, as, lo- as soon as it gets to safety, if we watch what it body, its body does, it literally tremors to release the trauma. So its body is, is releasing the trauma from the physiology, effectively completing that fight-flight mechanism. So the trauma is not stored in the body. Then the buck carries on grazing peacefully. Whereas in society today, you know, we get angry at one situation, it just gets stored and then it, something else happens and that just gets stored and that gets stored. So what we're finding is that there's, that there's a buildup of these, of these tension patterns in, in our bodies that actually hold a lot of pain very often. So we can look at, you know, where's the pain? Where are our triggers? As I said, is, you know, you will notice that there's certain emotions or when someone says something, you will find a reaction in your body. You might find yourself lashing out like in a fight response. You might find yourself going into a freeze and just totally shutting down. You might find yourself just dissociating like you just sort of, you, your physical body might be in the room, but you you almost vanish, you know. So it's, it's or, or where do you literally remove yourself from the situation? So it's bringing consciousness to our behaviors. That's the first step in recognizing the trauma triggers. And then you want to go and deal with them. If you can connect them to an emotion, you almost want to ask yourself, where is that emotion coming from? What is that same feeling that's sitting there? Now, for me, it is so helpful to use emotional freedom technique Um it is literally at your fingertips, mm-hmm. as, as an option where 
it's an it's a methodology where you tap on the energy meridians in the body literally you can use it it's on your hands on your face and just by tapping the body registers a sense of safety so like mm-hmm. that buck it will only release the trauma when it registers safety so tapping on the energy meridians the body starts to register a sense of safety and then when you bring up that memory that felt traumatic in the physiological feeling of safety it doesn't have to keep triggering that same trauma response one can start understanding it with EFT we go and we locate where the pain or difficulty is or where the emotion is sitting in the body we give it a rating like how intense is it is it you know on a scale of 0 to 10 so we want to get some understanding of it we almost try and give it a shape and a color just to connect with it because it's sitting in the body as as these intelligent humans that we are we always try and figure things out consciously but when something's stuck in the subconscious you actually need to tap into the subconscious because if you could have figured this program out consciously you would have long ago the EFT gives us a tool of tapping into those subconscious by listening to the body then you tap and there's some healing statements that you that you say and you're almost asking the body if this pain could speak what would it say and it might give you some funny word but it actually will help you and it often brings up a memory and then you tap that through and the whole idea is our thinking is telling us that we are still in that traumatic situation because we haven't disengaged that trauma response once your body is in that state of safety and you're sitting quietly in a room or wherever you're doing your EFT you can start to bring the rational mind online and not just bypassing into into the subconscious old programs and you can start then to work through that memory EFT has an applied uh methodology called matrix reimprinting so the beauty is you know if you actually go to a practitioner they can help you connect with a traumatic memory maybe a very traumatic childhood memory then you can actually go and clear the trauma and then re we call it matrix reimprinting so you come up with a new memory which is much more positive and helpful and then you actually send that out into the matrix so you don't have to keep on attracting that same traumatic um program or patterning you can actually release that and then what we say is that beautiful saying is oh my how you've changed since i've changed when we change the magnetic patterning within us we change what shows up in our lives around us Nikki, with EFT is it something that you would suggest that people just do on a daily basis like if someone's uptight anxious just a general like a general you know tap in the morning before you start your day Yes, that is why I, I felt it appropriate to mention EFT as the first thing on this, you know, as we're looking at it, because it is something that anybody can do. There's a lot of resource, free resources on the internet if you just look up emotional freedom technique, and it just shows you where the tapping points are. You can do it anywhere when you're sitting in traffic in the car, when you're listening to that radio newscast which triggers a trauma. You literally tap on your hand, and you will actually start to feel the physiology calm down. I've taught it to my children and you know when when they um they they come home from school with a traumatic memory and I just literally sit and tap their little hand as they're telling me the story and as you tap tap on the hand it releases the trauma as they're telling the story it's it's actually one of the emotional freedom techniques is called uh, the movie technique
and you can talk through a traumatic memory while you are tapping and the body is actually releasing emotions associated with that memory. So it is such a powerful technique that you can use, especially in these difficult times where you're listening to the news and hearing about the war traumas and you're finding it's triggering you. Just calm your emotions down. There's a very I was actually just saying that to Angle a minute ago, how, you know, we're exposed to so much. We're exposed to so much information and images and videos and Instagram posts. And it's like, it is, it's, it creates so much trauma. Absolutely. So you almost want to be sweeping your house out every day. You know, as these memories come up, you're clearing what's on the surface. If you want to go like into a deeper memory, I would really advise going to a practitioner because the body can have what we call an ab reaction. It can go back into a really traumatic reaction, in which case it's much more advisable to have, have a, a trained practitioner to hold you through that trauma response. But in, in order to manage the anxiety levels and keep you in a calmer space, there's that whole idea where you, you don't want to react in situations. You want to be able to respond. And if mm. you can calm down the emotions, it brings you into a much more centered present state. So you can almost see the wood for the trees and then you can respond to situations instead of react. I teach my clients, you know, sit and tap under your, under the table in the boardroom when someone's saying something in a board meeting that triggers you or, you know, so, so you can tap anywhere to really help calm your anxiety down and then it, it starts to actually bring up, oh, this reminds me of that memory. And then you can say to yourself, look, I'm no longer in that fearful, traumatic situation. I'm currently sitting here in my office and I'm actually safe. There's no, there's no trauma happening on top of me. So it's my thinking that's triggering that, that process. But the minute you can release the emotions from the body, it really helps to calm the whole system down. And it gives you a really good functional way forward. So it's really powerful. Why? Uh, just as you're talking, like one of the things I'm thinking is why are we the only creatures on earth that doesn't have an automatic distressing, uh, like behavior, you know, like the bucks run away from the lion and it doesn't, it doesn't think about it. It just goes, it has its little shake. Nice to have a manual. Like, what, what do you do for what trauma and what emotion? You know, just look it up and do your TRE, do your. Is it, is it because we've, we've got the, the, the ability to think and to inquire and to do all of that. And today what we've done is we've, we've emphasized so much our, our ability to, to like control things from our head that we don't, we're not in tune. Like why, why aren't we as in tune as with the rest of nature that they, they're not walking around with post trauma? You know what I mean? This poor buck is probably chased on a daily basis. Doesn't have to go to a therapist or psychologist or have to swallow herbanol because it's like the danger. Like what makes us different? You know, um, David Baselli, he is the gentleman that came up with the trauma, the trauma tension release exercise process, the TRE. So if people want to mm. look that up, because that's the next tool I was going to say is very helpful that people can do on their own as a daily release of trauma. Like you're saying is why, why do we get so stuck in the, in this? It's because we are not honoring our bodies. And in the book by David Baselli, the, the revolutionary trauma release process, he actually goes into exactly this and he says a lot of it is because of our social conditioning. He observed in the wars 
you know, he was sitting in those bunker, in those bunkers and he was watching what happened to the children with the trauma and literally their little bodies just shook and they didn't think anything of it. Like this is inappropriate. What are these people going to think of me? Their bodies just followed the physiological reaction like the back. Whereas the adults, they didn't want to appear all shaky. So they're busy trying to control it and suppress it. Mm-hmm. And this is where David developed a series of exercises to start registering safety in the brain so that your body starts to feel safe and then it can have that tremor release process so that the body is not storing that pent up emotion. So it's a very appropriate way for adults to not go into that. This is socially inappropriate and my ego is identified with this. And then we just get further and further into it. And then we behave more and more like children because it's this, you know, it's just layer upon layer. But what if we could just start becoming present in our bodies trauma dissociates us and that's mm. when we continue in our in our thinking and it just gets us more and more stuck the more we like can release brain, that right you get triggered and then you just start doing the same pattern over and over again saying the same things thinking the same things and what you're actually doing is imprinting that trauma more and more it's, it's, that's also why we become so reactive because of that constant trauma like if, if we did reset our nervous system daily we might not be as reactive Absolutely. So this is where, you know, your EFT is a fabulous tool, tapping at your fingertips. The TRE exercises are phenomenal. Again, there's so much free resource. Um, David Baselli's book, I know on Audible is for free. Uh, you know what I mean? You can listen to it. It's so powerful. And it also goes into another aspect that you're saying, Adele, is, is if we can literally make meaning of our suffering, then we can release it. And if we look at Viktor Frankl's, you know, book, that's what he says. He says, we can't actually necessarily choose our life circumstances always, but we can choose our perception. We can choose to actually see what the trauma is and go inside ourselves and, and work with it, be with the trauma, allow it to release so that as you say, Faggy, we don't, you know, keep the whole cycle repeating. It's if we can actually be with it, allow it to be, notice it, recognize it, allow it to heal and release it, then we don't have to keep the pattern repeating and we can be much more present in our bodies and just dealing with life on a daily basis as it presents instead of dealing with it as if it's just another trauma. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to open our mouth at the same time. One of the things that, that fascinates me is that by and large, and I'm talking across the board, even at myself, is that we tend to get stuck, you know, in a reality. It's something that like drives me crazy sometimes. Sometimes I'm, I'm stuck myself or sometimes I'm looking at a situation where I see like stuckness, like you, you, you see the same pattern repeating again, again and again. And people have that inability to, to, to move out. Like this is their reality. It's like black and white. They cannot see another reality. Like how, what can we do about that? How how can we like explore that in a in a in a more broader way? For me, when one gets into those situations where you really feel stuck, it's often the place to recognize that if I could have solved this myself, I would have. And maybe I actually need someone to help me break through this patterning. And one of the, the modalities I find incredibly powerful is the transformational kinesiology. So what it does is it uses a muscle test. So we're bypassing that conscious mind. We're bypassing this constant um, stuck record patterning. 
and you're literally getting feedback from the body. If something is true for you, your muscle will stay strong. And if it's not true for you, your muscle will go weak. So when you use the body to establish a yes and no response, you know, I mean, I'll just say to the, to the client, may I, you know, if you put out your arm strong and if you just say the word yes, you can literally feel the body's response to a yes and say no, the weak muscle goes weak. You feel the body's response to a no. And then you get them to say things that we absolutely know the answers to, like, my name is Adel, you know, and then I say, my name is Donald Duck. And your body will say strong for the correct thing and, and weak for the for thing. We I say, what's the day of the week? And once we've got the body's response, then we can tap into what is the deeper patterning. And what I have then is like a list of a whole lot of different fears and war traumas and beliefs. And you can actually then just tap in by going, you know, am I stuck on a belief? And then you can go through the list of beliefs. What is the subconscious belief that's stuck? And then you go and clear it. And some of these things, please remember, are we are not stupid. If we could have figured it out, we would have. I'll give you an example. I had one lady, because also being a dietitian, I, I look at the mind-body connection in, in weight and in other dis-ease because it's all symptoms the body's giving us as feedback. And she, this lady weighed 175 kilograms. And she was on one of my courses looking at the mind-body connection in weight. And I could see she was struggling. So I said to her, you know, may I help you? We can just use a quick kinesiology test to see where you're stuck. Because she didn't believe she could lose weight. And so we asked the body, like, where's the stuck? And it came up from in utero. And it was a belief, I feel like I don't exist. And when I said that to her, the tears just started rolling down her face. And she said, you know, I wasn't planned. My mom and dad didn't actually want me. So my whole life, I felt like I don't exist. And I am so scared. If I don't eat and I stay big, people are not going to see me because I feel so small on the inside that I need to hold all this weight on the outside. And, you know, the minute we cleared that, literally within two months, she'd lost 30 kilograms. So we consciously don't understand where the trauma is. And often we carry trauma that our mothers carried in utero. So we sometimes do need an outside practitioner to help us to go back and find out where the stuckness is. And that's where the applied kinesiology is so powerful, so quick and easy, but really gets to the root of it. We're talking with Nikki Slow. If you'd like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line, 0618951019, our telegram number. Just a reminder that Fagy and I run a WhatsApp group. It's admin run. It doesn't ping. It doesn't drive you insane. You can leave it even on silent. But every single day, we just give you a little thought, a little idea that we cull from the world around us um, and sometimes even some healthy little recipes. Huh? Have you tried the quinoa? No, no I need to. <laughs> I wanted to do it the other day. And if you want to join that, you can just send an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name. Give us your number. We will gladly join you. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Somebody has asked, does one deal with trauma of any kind that is current as opposed to trauma of past or, or memories that are traumatic? Or like, are they one and the same thing? Like if you've got, if you've got a current trauma, is it different to a, a trauma that's been embedded in your psyche for so long? That's a very good question. So... Whatever is showing up in your body is, it's present right now. So that reaction, whatever it might be, anxiety, that shaking, uh, that is there 
currently a trigger might have uh, something a, a situation right now might have triggered that that trigger is triggering a stored memory that's stored in the subconscious so it's all the same you know even if it's a a, a, a war trauma from a previous life you know that that if that if that's what your soul came into this lifetime to overcome then you will be in a life situation that might keep triggering that trauma and then you will continue having that reaction. It might be easier if I give you an example. A client I just saw yesterday, she had a war trauma from, from a previous life in, in a war and the war trauma was around title. So in other words, in that war, she was holding a big title and she almost felt overwhelmed by the responsibility she held. And where does that show up in her current life? In her current life, the challenge she was working with with me yesterday was like the total overwhelm and starting to think like, I don't know where I put my attention. I, I'm exhausted. If you have a look, there are actually many of us that hold traumas around title in the sense that we might be a mom, a business owner, uh, you know, a wife, uh, uh, you know, someone, we've got so many titles, roles and responsibilities that it can be totally overwhelming. And now that trauma is in our life because our subconscious created the situation for us to deal with a previous trauma around title. And as we see it, love it, own it, integrate it, release it in this lifetime through all of those roles then we no longer have a trauma around, let's say, for example, title, and then we can just be present. So it's not like the difference would be once you've released the trauma, you may still have all those roles and be juggling all those balls, but it's not traumatizing you because you're not holding a trauma around it. You've released the trauma trigger. So you can be much more present and you can just notice, yes, I'm a mom and if I have to, I'll delegate this. And yes, I'm a business owner and I, I learn to delegate what feels overwhelming so that I can manage my title in a way that doesn't have to feel traumatic and overwhelming. Nikki, what I love about this though is that we, we always look at the people around us, the people that we're married to, our relationships, you know, people at work. We almost feel like they're the ones creating that trauma or creating that reaction. So the beauty I feel like of, of your work is that you look within and understand where that trauma is coming from your life and say to yourself, you know what, it's not what that person is doing to me or the way that person said something to me. It's actually something that's within me that's creating that reaction. So Absolutely. Whole perspective. Yes. So, you know, a lovely, simple technique, which I've really taught my children, and I'm so glad they get it. It's just not such fun when they use it on you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, if they point a finger at someone and they say, oh, this friend did this and this and this, you know, then I go and say, okay, but, you know, what's the, what's the trigger? It's like, uh, they left me out of this. You know, then I go, so, okay, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Where have you left someone out? Or where are you leaving yourself out of your own life because you're so busy trying to please other people? And so whenever we perceive someone is doing something to us that's creating a trauma reaction, 100% right, Faggy, we have to go and look, where is it in me that that wounding is because that person actually is just holding a mirror of love up to us to show us what parts of us we haven't loved and integrated and when we blame others and point fingers it absolutely is 
us projecting our disowned parts, our unloved parts onto other people. Mm-hmm. And very often the root of that is a deep trauma or a childhood trauma or a wounding that is not healed. And so we were discussing earlier, how can we overcome our patterning? We can use all of these feedback mechanisms to ourselves to, to give us feedback. Like if, if you get angry at your husband for something in particular that he keeps doing, go and say, okay, I wonder where that anger is coming from. It's very likely coming from something your dad did. Because, you know, in our childhood between the age of like naught and six or seven, that's where we develop our image of love. So however our primary caregivers looked after us, in our mind, the subconscious when it's developing has no filter to say this is right, wrong, good, bad. So, you know, you might have a father that's almost abusive, but you don't know that's right or wrong. That's that's your dad. So your patterning for your image of love might be an abusive father and then you go and choose a relation a, a, a husband or partner that keeps showing you this like abuse even if it's just emotional abuse or shouting at you or if they abuse alcohol or whatever it might be and that triggers such a trauma in you and it's because it's taking you back to your childhood wounding and it's showing you your image of love that is looking for healing so just understand the subconscious is not logical it doesn't go and logically say this you shouldn't you shouldn't that's just ridiculous because it is it's stored in the body and we have to uncover the programming and that's one of the best ways of doing it is just starting to notice what triggers us because that's where it's stored in the body um, you, you mentioning being stored in the body. I'd like to understand like what trauma actually does to the body, meaning, you know, people with diseases, people with illnesses, how that trauma is linked to these diseases. So when, when it's a trauma response in the body, there's often like a big contraction. So the body is holding contraction, fear, all these stored emotions that are unprocessed from that traumatic memory. And when they get stored in the body, they might get stored in different parts of the body that will represent that. So, for example, if we go and look at that whole idea of the body as a feedback mechanism to what's in the subconscious, let's say someone had um, a sexual abuse trauma, for example. If you actually have to go and look, they might have a lot of pain and discomfort stored in their sexual organs around that. Or if something happens, that triggers a trauma. And so it's in that part of the body where those emotions were stored and it stores often as constriction. Remember, then you're constricting blood flow so you get and you get pain. Um, so it's we want to go and have a look at the feedback. Some people get breast cancer. You know, what is what is breast cancer about? Cancer is about long-standing resentment. So it's a long-term resentment that is literally shifting the, the DNA. It triggers the the hormonal reactions in the brain and and that creates the different physiology and then the long-standing resentment and if it's in the breast it's to do with nurturing so often when you see breast cancer in a family system it's because there's been a trauma around the nurturing in and and a mother cannot give what they don't have so for example if a mother had a really traumatic birth she was fighting for her own life she wasn't present to absolutely nurture this baby as she would have liked to. 
And then she's not fully present, not because she doesn't want to be, but she, because her physiology doesn't allow it. And then that trauma, now this child, you know, feels neglected and that trauma is then passed down the system. And that's where it can be stored in different body parts. We're speaking to Nikki Slow. This is 101.9. 101.9. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We could talk about this forever and ever, and unfortunately, time always runs away with us. We've got maybe a minute or two, Nikki. What what would you say to sum up to people today who we're all triggered? We're all triggered. What what would you say to us? I would say notice your triggers and be inquisitive. Go and question what is behind that trigger. Where is the feeling? Where is the memory? And then try and make meaning of that. So bring consciousness to it and don't judge. Don't judge yourself if there's a reaction. That's the biggest thing. Whatever you judge, you lock in place. So I invite you to have compassion for the traumas. And maybe go and look up um, EFT on the you know, emotional freedom technique. Go and look up the trauma release process. I can also offer, there's quite a lot of information on my website, nikkislow.com. If you go and look under services, there's all these different modalities, the transformational kinesiology, family constellations. So I just invite you to be inquisitive and to follow the patternings and to heal the wounding with love and compassion. Because remember, love heals all. We need to look at ourselves and when we heal our wounds, we don't perpetuate the trauma in society. We we bring that love and healing and that's what we would love to do. Well, I'll add one more thing to that and that is be brave because a lot of people like just are just too scared to look at it. You need to you need to be brave. But thank you very much. This has always been a, an inspiring and fascinating conversation and we really, really thank you for your time today. So beautiful to be with you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you.